Hello and welcome to Leading the Line. This week for our interview, I spoke to Karen Dobry, non-executive director at Lewis FC and one of the driving forces behind Equality FC, a model that sees both men's and women's side paid equally at the Sussex Club. We discuss how it all started, what is meant for both men's and women's sides, and the aspirations for the future. So without much further ado, let's get straight into it. Thank you for joining us, Karen. Uh, before we get started, would you like to share a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so I have probably a slightly unusual background for someone who is is a, a co-director of a football club in that um, I only started to like football a couple of years ago, and I can tell you more about that later. Um, but prior to that, my background is in counselling. Um, so I ran the counselling service for Polygram Records for some time, um, which is now called Universal. And um, prior to that, I was a fashion model and earned my money to train to be a counsellor via the catwalk. So um, probably a slightly un- unusual background, um, as I say, for someone who now works in football. <laughs> yes, I wasn't expecting you to say that when I asked that question, that's for sure. Um, it's uh, I speak to a lot of people about football and that is definitely one of the more unusual paths to get to that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be talking about uh, the Equality FC model today. Um, at your club, yep. Lewis. Uh, but before we talk about that in more more uh, more detail, I think it's probably important we share a little bit about Lewis. Um, some people may have heard of it, some people might not have. Could you just give a little bit of information about kind of where Lewis is in the map and and where it stands in a football context just now? Yeah, Lewis is um, in the South Downs, in a, in part of a national park actually in the south of England, uh, very near to Brighton, which um, probably a lot of people have heard of. And so we're near the south coast. We've got the River Ouse running through us, um, the Dripping Pan, uh, the name of our football stadium, is right near the station in Lewis. Um, so if you were coming from London, it'd take you about an hour. If you were coming from Brighton, it's about 10 minutes on the train. And um, yeah, we, we're, we've got a beautiful ground there. Um, with old flint walls, part of the uh, old priory ruins where the monks used to pan for salt, hence we're called the dripping pan. Um, Both our teams play on the same pitch and both our first teams do. And um, yeah, we're really proud of the the pan, as we call it. And uh, yeah, um, that's where we are. The the men's team is in the seventh tier of non-league. So in non-league men's team, we've got in the Isthmian Premier League. The women's team play in the second highest tier of English women's football, the Championship League. Yeah, I used to live down in Brighton, so this is where Lewis has a, a wee bit of a, a bond for me. I've been to the Driffin Ban. It's a, Excellent. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to go. I would highly recommend it if you're in that neck. And even if you're not, take a day trip down for the, for the weekend. I know I'm certainly planning to go down, um, hopefully this season at some point, touch wood. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, also do great what, parties. What did, you, what did you like about it, Chris, when you came? I think I just liked it. it was all a little bit all over the shop. But that, that sounds a bit of a backhanded compliment. That, but what I mean is, it's it's all got characters. So you have the big terrace at the end, and then obviously yeah, you've got yeah. the short stand at the far end. You've got yeah. the new bit, and then I think I think we've now got obviously. Um, I think you've got like beach huts. I think is that one of the things. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. There are our equivalent of corporate boxes is our little beach huts where you can get six people in there and watch the watch the game with a gorgeous view of the dripping pan and you've got your tea, coffee and your biscuits in there. Yeah, it's a great laugh. 
<laughs> I, I take it you can still get a pie in there because I remember the pie's been really good as well. Yeah, you can definitely, you can still get a pie, you can get cheesy chips, you can, this season you can get a vegan pie and mash, and also we've uh, introduced Prosecco on tap at our bar. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much theatres for everybody, and I suppose that's one of the, the good things about having this kind of community club, it makes it, makes stuff like that, it always feels to me anyway, whenever I go to clubs like this, it always feels a little bit easier to do for some reason, but the main reason why I've asked you to come on the pod today, Karen, and thank you again for doing it, is to talk about Equality FC which announcement was made back in July 2017 now, so we're two years from that, pretty much. Yeah. Firstly, what, what's the concept, and secondly, what led to it coming to fruition? Yeah, it's a real pleasure to, to come and talk about it, because we are the only club in the world to pay the women the same as the men. Um, and, it, and it's something that, that we've really got to talk about a lot, because we actually want to exert some influence over other clubs, because two years ago we did this, and we're still the only club in the world to do it. So it'd be really nice if some other clubs sat up, took note, woke up and started to do similar similar things. Um, so what it is, is in July 2017, uh, the board of directors at Lewis FC, as was then, uh, questioned the fact that we were paying our women less than our men in terms of the playing budget. And yet the women were doing so well, kind of zooming up the leagues. So um, they thought, well, we're 100 percent community owned. It's in our DNA to create value for the community that owns us rather than make profits for shareholders. So why don't we look at the problems in our community, one of which is definitely discrimination. It's always a problem in communities. And we can set an example here at the football club. We can actually end the discrimination and pay the women the same as the men. They're doing the same training. They play the same amount of games. Um, Why are we? paying them less um so when they questioned this um it kind of brought up a whole you know we opened a whole can of worms in a way because football's a male bastion there's no doubt about it and um it hasn't been done before um we suddenly became unique globally um and um actually doing this has got us more owners around the world not just in lewis or brighton or london or this country or in you know britain actually we've got owners all around the world now and we're hit we're almost at 1600 owners and we want more um we want to be the most owned club in the world more owned than barcelona it's one of our ambitions so um so yeah that's that's what happened in terms of equality fc our initiative and the first thing about it was to pay the women the same as the men. And you mentioned the fact that football is traditionally a, a bastion for, for the male population. Was it met with universal approval when the, it was decided to kind of go down this path? Um, on the board, it was generally agreed that it was a, a good thing to do. To be honest, the concerns were mainly economic. So um, the challenge was really financial Um, and the lead objection there was well how can we afford it Um, because the idea was to raise the women's budget to meet the men's not certainly not to lower the men's budget so we had to think how can we afford to do that and um, what we decided was that with the equality initiative at work we would increase sponsorships ownerships and attendances we projected that they would increase. Um, and so some of the directors guaranteed that. And uh, we were able to raise the women's playing budget and um, make it equal to the men's. 
I think the thing as well that uh, when I was reading into it, Karen, I think the thing that, yeah. that, that really I took away from it as well was actually it seemed that everybody was on board. Obviously, when it was an announcement, there was a kind of joint statement from men's and, and women's side. How encouraging was that to see that this idea that had kind of organically grown from, from the fact that Lewis female side were, were more successful than the male? Um, how encouraging was that to see that grow so well? Well, it was it was massively encouraging. In a way, it's like a beacon of hope, you know, uh, in 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 quite a dark in quite a dark um, area. If you consider how sexist football actually is, um, so yeah, I mean, within the community itself, within Lewis FC and all our ownerships, it was greeted as a really really positive move, um, an exemplary one in many ways. Um, quite, you know, quite a bold and cheeky one in some ways, but, you know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to start these conversations. And if it's going to be Lewis, let it be Lewis. So, um, and really, you know, although we're a, a a small club, last season, Lewis FC Women played Manchester United. This season, we're looking forward to playing Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Charlton Athletic. So we do play big names and we do have some clout, although we'd like to increase it. Um so, yeah, I mean, it was very encouraging. And I think one of the things that's for me personally been been most encouraging about it is this idea of unearthing this new market, because um, our gate figures have gone up astronomically for the for the women's game at, at Lewis. And um, the men's gate's gone up, too. But the women's gate has more than doubled season on season since we've introduced Equality FC, and uh, that's the name of our equality initiative, our equality campaign. And, and what has happened is we've found all these women that are coming to watch the women's matches, and some men who have previously had the idea about football that it was really only for men, and it was really something that they might feel threatened at a football ground, that it would feel quite bloke heavy and aggressive, that it wasn't something that women seriously played or seriously watched. Um, and we found this uh, kind of amazing, amazing new audience of women who come along first in solidarity with the cause for equality and then get hooked because they see something that really they've never seen before. And they experience something that maybe they've never experienced before. And that is women of a certain age in a public place uh, behaving um in a way that is strong, dynamic, powerful, focused, um, supportive of each other and um, and in it to win it, you know. And this is when you see men playing football, this this is some this is a way that you see men behaving quite often, this kind of stereotypical, strong, powerful way. But women, when women play football, they're actually seeing something that opens their eyes to ways that women could be and goes against gender stereotypes. And I think the women that have come to watch Lewis FC women play via the Equality Initiative are seeing something that's very awakening and empowering. And really, it has such a massive effect off the pitch as well as on the pitch. So we talk to the, the new women that come along to watch and by the way, our gate figure for the women's matches was about, on average, 120 pre-July 2017. It's now uh, 586. So I'm talking quite a large increase in numbers and mainly made up of women who actually leave the dripping pan feeling a bit empowered 
from having watched a women fairly resourced women play football. That 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 increase in attendance is massive, and yeah. um, I, I'm based in Scotland. I, I cover women's football in Scotland, and that kind of attendance is something that we aspire to in, in the Premier League at the moment as well. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up as well because it's going to be one of my questions about how that is how the, the, the approach to Equality FC has transformed both the men's and women's sides. You've mentioned, obviously, one of the first things that you wanted to get done was uh, bring parity in the levels of pay. Has there been any compromises though, that you've had to make as you've been kind of uh, evolving this this model? Yeah, well, the first, you know, it, it's like doctors say, the first thing is do no harm. So what, when we introduced equal playing budgets, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't in any way going to harm the men's team to raise the women's budget up and it hasn't done because the men's gate has gone up and also you know I'm not going to put put it down to equality FC in itself but the men got promoted as well in 2018 so I think we could fairly say that there's been a buzz around the club um, and there's a sort of improved general spirit that has affected the whole club I mean the thing about the equality um, initiative um First, we paid the women the same as the men. Then we wrote an open letter to the FA highlighting the gender based disparity in the in the prize um, in the FA Cup prize fund. Um, and, you know, we, we do kind of call out a lot of uh, sexist inequalities in football. And what this does, it creates a lot of attention in the media. So we get a lot of, um, you know, media attention that so we've been in you know, the Sunday Times, The Guardian, we've been on the news, Channel 4, Channel 5 news, ITV news, uh, our local news, BBC South East quite often. And um, what that does, it means we get a real buzz around Lewis FC generally, and it certainly does no harm to the men's team. Um, it's, it's a great thing to be associated with at the moment. I think at the moment, there's this zeitgeist, isn't there, of division and, and kind of toxicity in the world. Um, we had hashtag me too, we had hashtag times up, we've now got people putting up walls in America, we've got Brexit and all the rest of it. And what, what we've done with our equality initiative is actually give people the chance to really take action, come and watch a match down in Lewis and become an owner of Lewis FC and actually take some action against these divisions and these inequalities that exist in society. And it's like a we're really using football as this engine for social change. And it's it's so you asked how encouraging it was. And it's so encouraging. It's like an antidote to all this bad news that goes on around us. And, uh, yeah, we, we really want other clubs to, to take it on board, you know, and to really make some different decisions. Your your point about the division in society at the moment and the, the uniting Factors of football is one of the very reasons why we're having this conversation just now, Cam. So it's wonderful you say that. Yeah, um, you, you've covered quite a lot just there, and it kind of bleeds into the next question. So I'm going to slightly change it from what we've talked about, which is you've talked about the on-field success of both sides. Obviously, it's, it's going well. Lewis playing teams like Manchester United and, and getting that that big support for the women's side and the men's side being promoted. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there, is there anything that you would like to like you would hang your hat on and say that's been our a crowning achievement so far, whether it be on the field or probably more off it in this instance? Well, we, yeah, I mean, on the field, it was brilliant having Manchester United come down to the dripping pan. I mean, it was honestly, it was excellent. And I suppose one one great thing there 
you know, for us was we had Emmeline Pankhurst on our match day poster because we were featuring inspirational women from the away team's locale. And obviously she was the leader of the suffragettes. She was born and brought up in Manchester. So we kind of paid homage to her on our match day poster. And that made Helen Pankhurst, her great granddaughter, come down and do a speech before the match which was like amazing and um, really, really um, exciting. And the match itself was exciting. We got almost 2000 people into the dripping pan to watch this women, this women's game. And uh, that was, you know, it, it showed us that women's football is really going in the right direction and, and that Lewis FC women are at the forefront of that. I mean, our, our attendances last season were second only in our league to Manchester United. So we were very proud of that. Then off, off the pitch, I mean, we're up for, at the moment for a UN Women He for She Award, which is really quite, um, you know, we're very honoured and very excited about that. And what they do is they they talk about male allies. And I think because um, we, there are, if you like, with this gender equality initiative at Lewis FC, it's been brought about by men. There's no doubt about that because men do have the power and authority in football and it's just so I think for women it it's just so moving and encouraging that so many men have got on board with women's football and are trying to um, you know change the game and level the playing field it's just so encouraging and it, it, what it's meant what what the um, UN women like about it is that it's meant conversations and dialogue and like just talking about when, pe when, when people have criticised us and said, um, well, you shouldn't pay the women the same as the men because they don't get the same crowds. Um, so why would sponsors pay um, to have to, for women's football? You know, it doesn't make sense that there's no there's no audience. And we've come back and we've had those those conversations about the history of women's football and how you have to discriminate positively because for 50 years as as, as you as I'm sure you know Chris um women's football was banned by the FA in this country and um uh what that that meant was that from 1921 to 1971 men's football had all the resources and attention to itself and at the point at which it was banned women were getting crowds in their tens of thousands more than men's football was getting at that time so what happened was that when the ban was lifted in 1971 there was no extra resource given to the women so all that all the broadcasting rights had been eaten up by the men's football and who knows what might have been if there had never been that ban you know who knows because at that point in 1921 the crowds were high and i i, I feel quite when, when we talk, when we have those conversations, it, it's amazing how many men who maybe didn't know that history and women, um, but men in particular, feel slightly um, like they want to make they want to make it fair again. Um, and it's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. It, it's no one who was is alive today will partook in that. But it does make some men squirm a bit. So we, we have to say, look, it, it, it's not on men, this thing. It's what happened via the patriarchy at the time. And now we have the chance to change it and to give female footballers back um, what they had taken away. You know, and, it, and it, it does actually make me feel quite sad sometimes because we have like we've just started a women's football um, team at Lewis. 
And the two women running it, one of them is 71 years old and one of them is 60. And they both said that since they've been doing women's walking football for the last two years, they feel alive again. And both of them had to stop playing at the age of 15 because there weren't girls teams and they were told they were freaks. And it's only in, in their later life that they've got their passion for the game back and that they feel alive again. I mean, and when you hear people say things like that, you just feel sad for what 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 might have been and what's been taken away. And the idea that this is a men's game when actually there are so many women who may have been interested if the environment had allowed them to be, you know. So, yeah. Um, Gosh, I can't remember even what you asked me, but I've got. No, you're, okay, you're, you're absolutely fine. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Karen. See, when you were telling me the, the story about the, the Lewis women's team, I genuinely got a lot of goosebumps, which I wasn't expecting either. So it, it's I mean, wonderful yeah. talking, talking so passionately about it. And I think your, your point about that, that gap in history for women's football is really important to, to, to recognise because it's not just a case of it's a, it's a sole reserve of the UK. It was across the globe that this happened. In some instances, it's yeah. still happening, obviously. And I'm sure that's a conversation we can have once we're finished at some point. Um, but what, in your in your mind then, obviously, given the, the, the positive momentum behind women's football, we are, we're still in the year of the World Cup, and obviously it was a really successful one, and obviously the positive momentum you've got down at Lewis just now, what, what do you see the future of, of Lewis, Lewis FC women? And let's be honest, the men's side, because I think, as, as you've alluded to a couple of times now, it's very important that they continue to kind of go hand in hand. Okay, well, well, I can tell you what our ambitions are for sure, because I'm very sure about them. Um, What we would like to do is we would like Lewis FC women to win the league that they're in. Maybe not this season, maybe next season. Then we want them to get up into the Super League. And then we want to win the Super League. And we want to become the best team in the world. We want the men's team on the back of this success to also climb the leagues. And we want the men's team to become... Uh, the best men's team in the world. We want both teams to become the best teams and we want the club to be an example. And we want on the back of this quality of game to have a massive platform for our equality message. And we want to spread our message and get other clubs to be doing exactly the same as us. Because we know that if we can change the world in football, we can literally change the world. We know that what we're doing will have a massive effect off the pitch. We know we know this, Chris, because we go into assemblies with women footballers and we have jaws dropping and we have the boys being surprised that, say, our striker Katie Rood is in FIFA 19 because she plays for New Zealand. Or or we have, you know, girls saying, oh, you mean you played football when you were young and, and you've grown up and you're actually, you know, you've got it as a job. And they say yes. And it's it's just amazing to see minds changing and hearts, you know, having different dreams. Um, and girls having female role models, because even at the at the moment, most of the women that play for us have men role models. Of course they do, because men are footballing heroes right now. Um, although that's starting to change, as, as you mentioned, as we've seen with the Women's World Cup recently. Um, so, yeah, what, what we hope for Lewis FC is that we can be an example and that we can get to the top of our game and the top of the world's game. Um, and have this massive platform for equality and um, because we have big hopes and big ambitions um, but for this season it'd be great to get to, to climb up that league. <laughs> I, I like the ambition I'm, I'm very much on board with that and you're 
right. the idea of of the, of the role model as well. You're right. Any time, I think even when I was reading some of the the kind of player interviews before the World Cup, there was obviously lots of reference to people like David Beckham and Ronaldo, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that is missing at the moment. Um, yeah. You've talked really passionately, and it's been a super interesting conversation. So I think that the important thing now, Karen, is we talk about how people can get involved in it. Um, I I am because we are having a conversation that I'm also very passionate about. So. How if people want to get involved in Lewis and Equality FC, you've mentioned it's it's a worldwide phenomenon um, at the moment. How, how, how can, yeah, how, how can people get involved? So because we're 100% community owned, it, anyone can be an owner of Lewis FC. You buy an ownership, that's a share. You get a vote, you vote in the directors and um, it costs £40 a year. Um, for that, you get kind of, some discounts like at the moment we've got 45% off Kappa clothing because Kappa sponsor our kit um things like that you get an amazing newsletter every week and you get the meaning you get the meaning because what you're buying into is a campaigning football club and we do want to change culture and please help us do that by becoming part of that because um you know we can't do it unless we're all in it together and we're all um helping so that's that's one thing you can do the other thing is of course come to our matches come down to lewis come and watch a a a match at the dripping pan um because obviously gate figures are very important and also you'll have a great time (laughs) can i ask a question about that can um yes obviously usually traditionally men's side will play on the saturday and the women's side will play on a sunday yeah as a case of that both will play at home sometimes, both will play away, or is it just a case of how the fixtures fall? If somebody's thinking to themselves, they want the full Equality FC experience and they want to come down and see the men's side on the Saturday and the women's side on the Sunday? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, some, it just depends on the fixtures. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's cool. I just wanted to double check that. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. That you, you mentioned the 45% Kappa discount, and that has been sitting in my mailbox teasing me. <laughs> <laughs> for the last week now um, so I'm probably going to end up doing something silly and, and buying something but um, oh, you'll save loads of money though Chris <laughs> yeah exactly well Ken thank you very much for talking uh, talking to us today at Leading the Line um, super interesting conversation uh, when when the podcast goes up I'll make sure there'll be a link in the bio if you want to get involved but for now thank you very much Ken for joining me thanks Chris thank you Thank you again to Karen for a really interesting conversation and if you want to get involved, and let's be honest, why wouldn't you, then a link has been included in this podcast description. However, until next time, please go subscribe, tell all your friends if, you want, if you've if you got a women's football project and you want to talk about it, get in contact and of course bash out those five star reviews. But of course, most importantly, thank you for listening.